This is the Average Joe Talk Show, and uh, it's a show about just interviewing everyday people. We all have led lives of some kind, and um, inevitably there's some interesting stories to tell, so all I do is try to get out of the way and and uh, hear people's interesting stories, occasionally telling my own, but mostly focusing on other people. All righty. Enjoy. Jamie, I think you're playing, and Ron is playing, and on Saturday afternoon, Jan is playing, and uh, if I'm forgetting anybody, I'm sorry, there's a whole bunch of people all both days, and at 6 o'clock it's going to open up, and uh, Victor told me that Mark has him to run it, so uh, I'm going to get the list, the two lists that the And uh, that just means making up stuff on the spot. And um, this, there's one thing I'm not going to make up on the spot. This is my first song. I don't have my guitar with me because sometimes it's just too complicated being up here with a guitar. So I'm just going to sing it a cappella. It's a parody song. Um, you know the Rainbow Connection that Kermit the Frog sings? Oh, yeah. <laughs> This is the eyeball connection. So is she? Nice. <laughs> because, you know, what are we doing most of the time these days, right? We're not looking at each other anymore, right? <laughs> so this is a song to help us to remember to do that. Why are there so many? People with eyeballs, and why do we stare at our phones? Eyeballs are beautiful, we're lucky to have them, and eyeballs have nothing to hide. So we've been brainwashed to be hip and cool, but I am nobody's fool. Someday we'll find it, the eyeball connection, the Luddites, the old timers, and me. <laughs> you can keep playing too, right now. <laughs> okay, so, um, yeah, I love improv, which is just basically making up stuff on the spot. Um, because I think our world is too pre-programmed and polished and refined and edited and photoshopped and everything else. So I like just making up stuff on the spot. So there's a little bit of planning I put into this. This is my favorite pen right here. It's called the Energel and it has a needle tip, you can keep playing, of 0.7. <laughs> I need a little background music to kind of fill in the void. Yeah. I swear to God, I'm a writer, I love to write, and this is the best pen. I am not kidding you. I swear to God. It is like, and I like asking the audience questions too, like, does anyone else like pens as much as me? Raise your hand. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yes. Hey, I have my zebra. <laughs> See? <laughs> 
What? Colored pens are beautiful. Mechanical pencils. Mechanical pencils are good. Stop it. <laughs> those are good. I have an antique Mickey, Mickey Mouse, Mouse pen. Zebra. 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 Yeah, I have an antique Mickey Mouse pen with a Mickey Mouse head on it. A Mickey Mouse pen. A Mickey Mouse pen. Okay. Mickey's head on it. Beautiful. That is nice. Okay, you know that the reason why I good that um. Okay, I read this, and there's an article about this, and so it's true, because it's on the internet, and it's true, right? Of course. Of course. That the reason why some people don't write as much anymore is because, like, pens are too dry or stubbly or annoying, or pencils are stubby. She found the right pencil. But without the right flow, if things don't feel good, like, we just don't write. That's why, like, I'm so excited about this pen, because it really is. It's like... It doesn't splooge all over the page. It's like just wet enough. I know this is sounding sexual. I. <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's just really nice. Like it inspires me to write. So I just. I, I, okay. This is the why. This is why I'm talking about pens because this is another study that I wrote on the internet that when we're typing all the time, you're actually less connected to your emotions because how did you learn how to write? Did you learn how to write on a computer? No, you like learn to write letter by letter. So actually by writing. When you were born. And then yeah, when you're born, like no, you didn't get to write anything. Yeah, now they're writing on their phones. That's true. Maybe there are kids that are just writing on their phones. That's the only way they know. That's the only way they know. Stop teaching cursive. I know. They're not. So our hearts, our emotions are actually really connected to handwriting as opposed to typing. So if we all want to become more like empathetic people, maybe we need to just write by hand more. That's my little preach for the day, preaching moment. Okay, so um, I don't know how much time I have left, but I also do this thing called the Average Joe Talk Show, where I believe we all have interesting stories and wisdom from our life, and we should just like speak up more and share it. That's what I'm doing right now. This may not seem very wise, but whatever. So, I have a friend here who has agreed, Kenny Lofstrom, to be my interviewee, to be on my talk show. It's a podcast, Average Show Talk Show. It's, you can see it. So come on down, Kenny. Let's give him a hand. One of Laura's suckers. Yes, yes. So I like to just ask people about their life and like little questions and you know, I'm gonna ask him one question but it might evolve into other questions. So, who was your worst teacher, why? Who was your favorite teacher and why? Ooh, the worst would have been Mrs. Emmons. Mrs. Emmons, she was mean. First, second, and third grade. She would whip you with the yardstick and she, the girl she'd, she'd slap with the, with the pointer. She was wicked and mean, but she was a good teacher, but she was bad. What would make her want to whip somebody? <laughs> Chewing gum or anything you weren't supposed to do, you got whipped. That was back when corporal punishment did the job and it worked. <laughs> oh my god. I was scared to death of her. <laughs> so, so who was your best teacher? Mr. Bill Brayman, U.S. History. Oh, why was he so he good? Was, he was a comedian. He would get up and imitate... He would get up and act out a skit or whatever we were talking about. If it was World War One, he'd be duplicating and acting out the role of the World War One German submarine captain, and he'd be acting it out with the accents or whatever it was. He was hilarious. And can, you, can you do a German accent? 
Not very good. <laughs> but I do remember in the middle of his dialogue, monologue about the World War I submarine captain, it was at the same time that the Fritos, Frito-Lay had the commercial about Fritos, and, and they had the same commercial on TV. Okay. And right in the middle of it, the German guy is looking through the periscope, and a guy eats a Frito, and it goes crunch. Oh. And so in the middle of Bill Brayman's dialogue, my teacher, I said, What's that crunching? You know, it kind of and add that into his that's thing. So he was my best teacher. That's awesome. Oh, okay. cool. So, okay, another question for you, Kenny, or anyone in the audience. What makes a great teacher? Why is why is someone a great teacher? Because they listen. Yeah. And they care. And they leave what I do. They're not. Yeah. They inspire you to think. And they what? Somebody over here. Somebody said something over here. You said you're not entertainers. Then they're entertainers, right? They keep it interesting. So you're not bored. And they have something to teach. Yes. I had my, my medieval renaissance studies teacher in college. I became a medieval renaissance studies major just because of this guy coming into the classroom one day with a horse collar around his neck to demonstrate like the importance of the horse collar to the evolution of humanity. Like, <laughs> I was like, I want to be a, if that's what, he's so cool, I want to be that too, you know. And then eventually I realized I'm never going to make any money as a medieval renaissance <laughs> So did you become the head of the horse or the other end of the horse? Yeah, I became the other end, yes. That's what got to keep it Yes, okay, so um, I have one more question for anyone in the room. Does anyone um, think about people like, okay, you know when you're going through the toll booths? Like, you know, ferries, gig harbor, or whatever. Imagine being that person who only has like a five second interaction with human beings all day long. What would that be like? Like I'm not saying it's bad or good. Like can you imagine? Like, it depends on his smile. I mean, you know, some people got great smiles. Hurry up, will you? So it reminds me of the one where the uh, where the guy had the worst job in the world. Yeah. And, and he get and, and he couldn't answer the phone all the time. And on the other end was that uh, that. Uh, Verizon guy saying, can you hear me now? Yes, yes, yes. I know. But I, you know, I kind of actually think it would be interesting because you're sitting there like getting in this little window into everybody's life all day long. Like you got the family that just had an argument, you got the couple that's in love, you got somebody who's like falling asleep at the wheel, like you got all these little views into like people's lives like all day long. I think it'd be kind of interesting actually. I think you can focus on on, on yourself and, and practice the, del the delivery of one-liners. Just yes. say the same thing all day long. <laughs> <laughs> Good ones. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, you get a lot of practice. I think the same thing every time I go to the dentist. You know, everybody in my family was given the gift of gab and we got to talk. I go to the dentist and it's like, how you doing? Great. How are you feeling? Okay, open up your mouth and shut up. So for an hour, the guy doesn't get to say anything, you know. I would never make it as a dentist. There was a fairy man at the booth in Fort Townsend who would greet us by new ukulele. Oh, that's so nice. Oh, that's cool. That's so cool. Okay, last thing I'll say is um, there was this, um, there's, I don't know, she doesn't work there anymore at Sunny Farms, but there was this woman 
who had must have worked there for years. She had very long brown hair. And she mastered the art of being a cashier because one person would come in, she'd start talking to them and telling them about her kids and her grandkids or whatever, and they would leave, and she would keep the conversation going with the next person. <laughs> Because she knew the next person was listening, so she just kept going. I was like, hey, how are you doing? More said to the person, the next person. Yeah, she's gone now, but she's awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Sorry, I hit the wrong chord in the first story. Please welcome Vienna coming up to the stage. Vienna. Thank you. Also, you need to be something that was more embarrassing.